Touche. Touche. <laughs> oh my gosh, did you hear that? Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, we have a special, special, special person, a first time on Touche. True. A first for you and for someone of your caliber. Caliber. Yes. Andrew Seminella. I'm clapping. I'm clapping. We're all clapping. It's a room full of people clapping. It's a room full of people. That's a night rider. I only enter rooms. And... I remember that when you go in for Andrew. Yeah. No, you're like, please don't. Please <laughs> yeah, right. Um, for the love. For the love. Andrew. No instruction. We cannot <laughs> thank you enough for, first of all, I've always wanted you around me as a friend. We've talked. We know. We know this. We know this. But you are our first casting director. <gasps> what oh do you goodness. think? I think I'm um, a horrible mistake. <laughs> Why? Have because we, maybe we have. Are you? We'll find out. Do you feel like you're not representative of the casting director community? Oh, I don't know. No, I just don't know if it, uh, I don't know if it's going to be very interesting. We'll oh, I think you know it'll I mean? be interesting. Something tells me it will be know. of interest. We'll Something out. tells or me, or it could become like the unaired episode. You know, it'll be like Drag Race season one, where it's like we know what happened, but like, where is it even? Right, yeah. right, 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 right. And then yeah. Uh, yeah. in ten episodes, we'll bring you back. And you can go tiki tiki ah or whatever. That's exactly, that's <laughs> like, exactly, like exactly how it's going to happen. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for coming to Upstate, otherwise known as Inwood. It's, I will say it's, this is important. It's beautiful up here. It, it's, <laughs> it is. It's like nature. It's nature. It's, I'm, quiet. it's like very peaceful. I don't. That's a plane. But <laughs> it is. But what like we can definitely, we do have. We do have the um, we have backlog for all those who like want to follow the audio journey of Touche. Oh, right. They can go to the backlog on any episode of all those episodes that were in my apartment, right? And listen to the horns and the sirens of Union Street. What we refer to as season one of Touche. Yeah, the first like ninety episodes. <laughs> season two is like the other when Jen moved to Inwood. And then there's a there's a decent handful at your apartment. Mm-hmm. Sure, I've heard some banging though at your apartment <laughs> yeah. recently on yeah. some Marco Polos. There's a lot yeah. going on around you. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's just a lot of people <laughs> moving in and knocking down walls. Right. A lot of, a lot of times when you're like, oh, there's no water. Um, right. Because I guess somebody's got to put in a toilet. Or... Right. Right. So <laughs> New York. Maybe it's all washer dryers. Oh. Right. Oh, what a God, night. You know? I mean, you're right. I'm dreaming so. big for them. I hope everybody's getting up. Nobody's getting up. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, that'd be like watching Oprah. It would be so amazing right now if you're like, and, and Jeff is like, and Jen, the real reason that Andrew's here. And he goes, bring it in. And I go, and I start sobbing. And the episode is just me trying to not cry. Yeah. Um, I'm crying would be great because um, it's not a visual movie. Right. Well, here's the other thing too. The I do actually. We'd be like, can you turn up the sobs? Like washer dryer unit gift not needed to mm. get me to cry on this podcast or at any time in my life. Oh, I can I mean, very much cry right now just basically talking about anything. Yeah, so I right mentioned now? to somebody just the other day. It was someone who I had like sort of known tangentially, but we hung out just for the first time, and they like somebody, we started we talked about a lot of stuff, and they started. Like a cry was coming, and she was like, "I don't know if I should like just go for it or not." And she was like, "I don't know, I'm just gonna cry." And I said, "Oh my god, don't worry about it. like I cry 
I haven't cried yet today, but I will. I think it's available. Well, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you do have the A train to yeah. get back on. <laughs> you do have, yeah, the A train has a great cry. Of, um, I was going to LA a lot to visit friends, and I would bring uh, just like sad stuff to watch on the plane because I had a routine yeah. of I would love to, I would sit in the window seat and I would bring a hoodie. Yep. And I would watch something on like a portable DVD player. Right. Was a few years ago. Right. And, uh, I would just like watch sad things and cry. And I remember I hadn't seen the notebook and I remember just logging that and saving it and being like, I just want to see the notebook. Right. Um, right. And I like I, uh, <laughs> I it was like the drug you needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanted to get access to that emotion. I have that happened to me with Coco, just in one of the little back of the seat <laughs> oh, scenes. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I have songs right now that just will take me, I, 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 I will 100% go underwater. For me, my things to cry to lately have been... I'll choke. What do I like to cry to? Uh, season two of Fleabag. Oh, um, God. Oh, for God. Sure. Oh, God. But then also, like, a, a real good go-to is, um, I listen to Amy Poehler's audiobook constantly, and, um, and <laughs> Tina Fey's audiobook, uh, and... In the Parks and Rec chapter in Amy Poehler's book, she talks about she plays the scene where Ben proposes to her, and then they do their wedding vows, and both okay. of those are like really easy cries for me. Oh, oh my yeah, God. those are good episodes. I watched something. Speaking of marriage proposals, I was on Instagram lying in bed as I was uh, trying to fall asleep, as we all, all do, and um, mm. I pulled up. I don't know. You know, you're in a, you're in the search and you find something and you watch it. I was like, oh, it's like a video that pops up and I watch it. And then it led to another video, mm. which was a proposal in an airplane. Like the guy was like flying a plane and she was, you know, and they had the camera, like they were in some small, tiny plane and he was flying it. And he pretended that like he needed instructions because the plane was, he needed to do an emergency landing yeah. and she was freaking out. And he's like, no, baby, you, awful. no, but it kind of was, it was kind of terrible, but it wasn't like, ah, we're going down. He's like, I just, I need you to go in the glove compartment and I need you to read the instructions. Just, I think we might need to land in a field. Just, I, and he was super calm. She's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. He's like, you need to read it. Just read it out loud to me. And she read it out loud and it ended up being like a marriage proposal. And I wept in my bed last night to this, video huh. on Instagram and I just was like you know just I was half asleep I was getting there I also was like but I really want to be like proposed to an airplane I don't know if I'd say yes I don't do you know what I mean like I don't know but there was just something where it just got me it just got me but some tried and trues mm. uh gray by Ani DeFranco I'm done mm. Used to be mine from the waitress. I mean, I can't. I'm. I can't. I can't. Jesse Mueller. Like I. Sure. I. The, just. 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 I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. The first two, and I'm. 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 I'm out. I'm out. That's good to know. I'm out. That's surprising to me. Complete the waitress. That's yeah, not. Musical theater song. But the song. Sure, sure, sure. I mean. Are you in the musical theater? Oh my god. Oh <laughs> my god. Okay, girl. So where so what is our <laughs> So what are your like top what are your like top give us three musicals that you're like this one, this one, and this one, don't even touch me about it. Oh to cry to? No, just like just like <laughs> Oh yeah, just are, your tops. Just your top musicals where you're like, look, you're not even gonna get in a conversation with me because this one, this one, and this one were done. Oh, that I really love? Yeah. That you're like, that's it. What do I really love? I really love Sunday in the Park with George. Sure. Uh, but I really like Last Five Years, the mm. classic. Um, Same. Sometimes Although sometimes... The world was like very formative. Oh, me too. 
Wait, what was the song again? Songs for New World. Yeah. I thought those were really fun. Yeah, they're good. When I listened to the last five years, I only listened to Kathy's songs. I mean, they're way better. Incredible. Talk about songs to cry to. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm smiling. Any modern day musicals that you like? That I really like? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, everybody's talking about Jamie's. So good. It's on the West End. Um, really? Okay. I went to London to see it uh, twice. Two years in a row. Okay. Did you see it with Michelle Visage in it? No. Jin? <laughs> I unfortunately <laughs> missed Michelle. But like the new lead in it is such a dream. Uh, Leighton Williams. He's so good. Really? And the original guy was amazing. This guy's just like blowing him out of the water. He's so oh good. My There's God. a video of him on Instagram too of doing like this. Because he's like a real dancer. And like, oh. the show's about this uh, kid in high school who wants to become a drag queen. And so part of it is like, you know, you sort of want this person, and it's like, the first song is called You Don't Even Know It, and it's just about him being like, fuck this town that I'm growing up in, like, I'm out of here, right? because I'm a superstar, and so there's something, uh, I think because so much of, like, drag is about inhabiting your body, so there's just something about watching this kid just like this killer dancer, 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 um, just in these numbers, just doing, like, pulling out all these, like, little tricks, or just right. like, watching, like, a real dancer. Yeah. Just be in his body. There's this video on his Instagram of him doing a solo to uh, the Whitney Houston Queen of the Night. Um, that's just like... Stop. Unreal. <laughs> and then also just watching that and being like, and this person is the lead of the music. It's just like right. amazing. Right. Got it. Got um, it. Six. Huge. Uh, which is great. Coming to Broadway. Six? Six? Yeah. Never even heard of it. <gasps> also on the West End. So good. Yeah, people it's are loving this it. Little, this like young dream team like gay guy, I assume straight girl, who like met in college and wrote a song. I think they wrote like the first song that ended up becoming a musical as like an assignment in this musical theater writing class and they were like, oh, maybe there's something here and they were, and the, the music is so good. Wow. Like that. I really like, um, I mean, I love the musical. <laughs> I love it. I love that when you, when you were talking about, about there's something about Jamie that you like, that feels very casting directed to me. That you were, you like really took in the replacement and saw like sure. the things right. that the, the replacement offered that the original cast member did, or, or or whatever. Right. I fell into a total panic when I was sitting there and the show was about to start because I didn't know any like I don't know who either of those people were. And right. the first time I saw either of them was in that show, and I remember sitting there. I went back out to London this April, and I was going to see the new cast of Jamie, and I was going to see Six, and I was going to see the London cast of Come From Away, and I remember sitting there being like, wait, I so excited like I had too many expectations about this and I got right. real nervous I'm right like, what if this kid just isn't any good because I don't <laughs> right. know anything about right. him right and then he ended up being amazing I was like oh thank god uh, <laughs> did you did you love musicals when you were growing up were you in them growing up <laughs> uh was I in them very briefly where did you grow up leading career in musical theater I grew up in the middle of New Jersey, which I always say I, I hope is not apparent from my accent. <laughs> I worked very hard at it. I don't um, think it is. I don't even know what a middle New Jersey <laughs> accent is. <laughs> I don't hear anything. I just hear friendship. <laughs> I hear friendship in your accent. Great. Thank you. Yeah, I do. Um, I'll bend you later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What is, so I grew up there. So you grew up there. The accent is very, it's all just like... All of our parents are from Brooklyn and Queens, and then uh, their whole generation moved to the suburbs to like raise families. And so both my parents sound totally bonkers, but also my sister. So like, because <laughs> they just they're like they're like my dad was born and raised in Glendale. My grandpa, my uncle still live in the house that they grew up in. My mom was born I feel like in Bushwick, and then like moved around the corner from my dad. 
Mm-hmm. They're disgusting. It's so embarrassing. Bad enough that my parents are straight, but then also like right, right. Married for so long, <laughs> How dare so your like parents? Each other. <laughs> How dare your parents be straight and have you? So embarrassing. I know. I know. It's embarrassing. It is. It's I respect what they do, but do they have to oh. shove it in our face? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please stop. I know my parents still together and in love. Calm down, calm down. So, were you were you in the arts or anything when yeah, you were yeah. high school? Yes. So, because yeah. when you start out, that's kind of all you know to do, right? You can't. Yes. You don't go to high school to become a. You know. You know that. You, right. you no. don't get to cast in high school. No. <laughs> you get to complain about the fallout of the casting. Um, right. Yeah. So I did. I, my. Parents were both really into musical because they grew up here, so like they would see shows like their big uh, show queens themselves, right. and they always sort of like prioritized going to shows. And so we'd growing up, it's like an hour away from the city, so we came in to see shows every now and then. What a dream! Heaven. Yeah, it's great um, to have that kind of access, and my parents really cared about that. And so you know they did their best to raise me gay, and they succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like always in cars. Growing up, we would listen to the cassette options were it was either the original cast recordings of Phantom of the Opera or the Boost Tommy. Better. Couldn't tell you like a single song from either one of those. Those were the options. <laughs> and then the other option was Martha and the Vandellas number one. Which is so good. So it was all just like musical theater and then like sixties girl group music. Gorgeous. Which is ideal. It is sort of dreamy. Like, it was the Phantom of the Opera that two disc the two tape. Two tape, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think we mostly would prefer to kind of yeah, like over Tommy. Um, that shocks me. Yeah, no, no. I just can't with Phantom. We all know that. It's I'm famously it's, it's hate like, Phantom. I only Fantasy. saw it once when I was a kid, but it's just like the I even still like remember just like the drama oh. of the auction. Sure, it's like that is gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Masquerade. Like, it's that too, is pretty it's fun. So it is. That. It is also. Very 80s. So if you oh, listen to it now, it, it sounds very synthy. Right, right, right. And so I grew up with that, and then I guess I started performing in middle school. There were plays, and so and it was really short for a really long time. And so we did, what was the first show I'd done? But I think we did Cheaper by the Dozen when I was in middle school. Cute. And it, I got to be like the little, the youngest one because it was real short. Uh, and so they did that. And then... Was that just... Was that a play first? Cheaper by the Dozen? Yeah. Oh. Before it was a movie with Hilary Duff. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Steve Martin, but sure. <laughs> also, this is Duff. Bonnie Hunt erasure. Right, 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 I just like those and so like my best friend still is like a person who I met then doing that show and a bunch of my very close friends we all came together doing shows in high school uh like desperately can't sing but got to do the musicals because there were no boys doing musicals ever and so my was just like just talk through that verb just talk through the chorus just talk through it what a nightmare I ended up doing my biggest role was I was one in, I was like the lead gangster in Kiss Me Kate my junior year talk through it talk through it the nightmare the worst because that song that I have to sing well, and it's just the two of us and it goes on for 
10 years and it's the longest <laughs> song it's still happening yeah true right? I'm gonna wake up second I'm gonna only, wake up on stage second <laughs> only to like you can't stop the beat from Hairspray like final like 30 minute song I guess but even that's like a dance song like Russian is just right. those two idiots trapped on stage like <laughs> and did you just like Rex Harrison it I mean, it was. Just, I couldn't tell you what happened. I, the, <laughs> the friend who was the other you one. You just like, remember fear. Yeah, it was just awful. And I tried right. to quit a few times throughout. And I remember even talking to a friend of mine, Lizzie, who wasn't in the show. We were like, no, Lizzie should be the other. She can replace me and she'll be, and then it'll be fun. And I was like, a woman is one of the See, so you already knew. You already had it recast. <laughs> Truly. Because I was You're so desperate. You're already doing your job. And then the only reason I had to get stuck was because somebody was talking me out of it, but then also my best friend was playing Lily. And so we got to like play scenes together, and that was very fun. So I did chose to like be around my friends, but right. I did not. I hated it. Um, and I really got stage fright. Mm. Um, that would then go away because I like to get a laugh. I mean, right, but I until that laugh, that. until that first laugh, you're like, well, then I'm sitting saying. backstage being like, oh shit, the show's starting. Right. So we're going to do this again. Okay. <laughs> That's why I prefer to somehow get a laugh immediately as I enter mm. the stages. Immediately upon Jen's entrance, I like to somehow get a laugh. So I'm like, okay, now I can talk. Right. You know what I mean? It's best if just like your entrance can have a laugh so you can be like, okay, they're ready for me. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I would only laugh. I would only enter farting. Right. Right. Or just like, I like, I want to enter like just falling. with an ass cheek out. Right. I just want to enter a scene like falling or okay. like, yeah, with like an instrument or, sure, sure. or. Falling or, into your tuba. Right. Or just like, or, or like, or like I'm, I drop something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or. Just or a dance move, something. Just let me enter with a laugh, and yeah. then we're all gonna be good. Did you go? To, where did you go to college? Went to Rutgers, the State University oh, sure. of New Jersey. Yes, honey. Like plenty of girls who got waitlisted at NYU. There you go. Sort <laughs> of the Manalapan, New Jersey. But Rutgers, tale. Rutgers is kind of fancy, right? I don't know. It it was fine. It was like a good school, and I'm sure my parents were very relieved that instead of you know. Whatever right. NYU was at right. the time, sure. which was still insane, but I got to go to like a state school and have all these scholarships. And then, what did you study? Uh, like most casting directors, I studied Spanish with a concentration in linguistics. <laughs> and then I also have another degree in I don't know if it's communication. I think it's communication, not communication, but couldn't tell you. No, right, no. right. But that was like you know the, that's the, ironic. The general right, it's like the general degree that you get when you don't know what you're going to do, but you just want to take easy classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, but your language, but but much to like a lovely post that I read on your Facebook last night, <laughs> your language skills have really helped you um, in your current professional life. Actually. Sure. Yeah, but I don't know that I can contribute any of that to college. Fair. I was going to say. No, so I also, it was like, they took like a PR class. And of course, of course, of course. I don't. But, so then you but also, to get two degrees is impressive. Yeah. I guess technically, but they're like both undergrad and... <laughs> it's kind of like it's like two it's like undergrad a communication degree like, like that d- it doesn't like two undergrad degrees <laughs> like two undergrad degrees it's sort of just like I went to class like I like we had to go to this amount of classes and I went to this amount of yeah classes. and truly the communication was like you get that for showing up right 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 you communicated <laughs> I'm here that, but what do you want because that was right. really and there you know I had a friend who has the same degree and she works in. PR, like she does that thing for now. Sure. But it was like for a lot of us, it was just like a. I mean, I 
have to declare a major. <laughs> and so, like, this is I, one, right. The right. big question mark is just, I guess, also the communication. 100%. Totally. And so then when you graduated, did you move to New York right away? Not right away. I gradu- I knew that I wasn't interested in pursuing either of those things. Because the only thing you can really do with a degree in linguistics is become a professor of linguistics, which I didn't want to do. Or you can become, like, because it was also, my focus was on another language, I could have become, like, a dramaturg. Sure. Huh. And, you know, worked on translating Spanish literature or plays. But wow. Oh. It was not for me. Yeah. Uh, that I didn't want to do stuff. that. Because, and also, I didn't like any of the stuff that we read in my, Spanish, in my like, Spanish lit classes. I was like, this is so... And I couldn't tell right. if it was whose fault it was. Yeah, you had <laughs> right. like, like, this isn't for me. Right, right. I don't know whose fault this is. And so, so I graduated. My parents were like, well, what are you going to do, though? Because I have a twin sister, and hmm. she knew that she wanted to be a math teacher, and she went to the College of New Jersey because they had a great program where you could you know, get certified to be a teacher and also get a degree. And so, like, she majored in math because she wanted to be a math teacher and she went through this thing. She came out the other side and was, like, ready to be a teacher and went right away to teaching math. It was, like, very clear. And I was like, well, I know know that I don't want to do anything related to either of the two degrees I have, the one to two degrees that I have. So, like, (laughs) that was as far as I got. Right. So I first got a job at... It just felt like a pyramid scheme. Uh, oh my god! I couldn't tell you what the scheme was, but I just right. I was pretty sure we weren't doing the thing that like I was being paid to do. But, and so a friend of mine from school worked there through high school and college, and then got another one of our mutual friends a job there during college. And so after college, I was just like, I guess I'll work with them. Like, and this is in New Jersey. In New Jersey, it was in North Jersey, and my commute was like an hour and a half. And New god. Jersey is not a big right. state. Like an hour and a half in New Jersey, like something's gone wrong. You should be somewhere else. Like it's just right, a small right, state. Right, right, right. And so, that, and even that, I was even coming from like the middle to just go to the town. It was like an hour. I was like, I don't. Know. This feels good. And so then that wasn't working out. <laughs> Nor should it have. I was like, right. I don't know about this. <laughs> so then my dad got me a job with my cousin, who I guess like his cousin who owns a dessert manufacturing company in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Hi, John. I'm sure he's listening. (laughs) He's driving a pod. I don't even know if he has a computer. But could be. So I got a job there. And so my job was basically, it was like just a favor. So my job was basically answering phones when Nellie, the 70 to 200 year old woman whose job was to answer the phones, couldn't answer the phones. And I was like, the factory? Like, right. Nobody, but like the phone wasn't ringing. <laughs> like, the phone would ring like twice on a busy right. day, and both times Nellie, God bless her, was always like, she was always so flustered by everything. And if anybody asked for anything, she's like, why is everything after the last minute? And it's like, I mean, we're, like, it's, it's putting a stamp on them. Right, like, right, we're gonna, right. We're going to get right. through this. I relate Look to her, me. though. I truly actually relate to her. <laughs> 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 Nellie, we're going to get through. We're going to get that stamp on the envelope by the end of the week. So I did that for a little while. I made uh, up until. You know, I took over high maintenance. It was the most money that I had ever made at any job, which was bleak because that was um, last year. Right. And I've been working <laughs> yeah. uh, in the fields that I worked in for almost 12 years. Because you were like associates and stuff? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, much like being an actor, there's, um, there's not always a ton of money, which yeah. is weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah which I is something... I for this to get rich. Which is something super interesting that I don't think people understand yeah. a lot about. So then what brought so, you to yeah, yeah. casting? Or like, what was that? So I was working for Don. It was hilarious and so easy. And I had so much money. And it was great because he would, 
he had like a really great staff that worked for him and like he is such a smart very charming business person and he was the kind of person who would show up like I worked there over the summer too so he would just like roll in around like 1 30 on a Friday <laughs> right. go up to his office for maybe 15 minutes and then come back and I'm like oh I'm gonna head out and then he would nice. do the thing where he would shake my hand yeah. and say like Give yourself a nice dinner, and he would give me like three hundred dollars in cash. I was like, "What?" At that point, I was probably twenty-one. What? And like three hundred dollars is not like a nice. Three hundred dollars is like several nice dinners. Are you yeah. kidding me? I would have fallen to the ground if someone did that At to me At twenty-one, that would my rent. Yeah. <laughs> right now, if someone did that to me right now, I would fall to the ground and sob yeah, was, and be happy for six months. I haven't rented, and it was. I mean, that job was to this day one of the best jobs I've ever had because we would travel and go to food shows and he just oh and so we would just like God. go to these extravagant dinners and like eat the best and he would always order so it would just like steak and all these sides and like it's also such a concrete idea of a job like you oh, really yeah. like when you say what that is I'm like oh, I get it yeah and, and we would just go to food shows <laughs> and just like talk to people and then be done and go to these ridiculous dinners and just travel and I was like oh. so I was having dinner with my best friend one night and she was like okay but like you can't work for John forever, right? Like that's not gonna that's not gonna like your life. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Truly though, good for your best friend. <laughs> Cause so you could have gotten trapped in that that three hundred dollar handshake. Yeah. <laughs> I would go back in a second. John, if you're listening, I'm available. Yeah, actually I look forward to getting John's number. Locked <laughs> it down. Uh, so we had that conversation and I was like, I don't know. And she was like, Well, if you do anything, what would it be? And I was like, I don't know. And she was like well, that is nonsense. Like, what would it be? And I was like, I don't know. She's like, what would it be? And I was like, I don't, like, casting? I don't know. Oh, uh, that's so deep. It was real deep because I didn't even know what casting was. Like, I didn't know that it was a thing. Uh, I would say I got into casting. I feel like I'm sort of the last generation of casting directors who got in before it had even the tiny bit of visibility that it does now mm-hmm. because for timeline purposes. So I started in March 2008. And that summer, this is so dumb, but it's the truth, is when the Legally Blonde, the search for the next Elvis show came on <laughs> yeah. TV. Hi. I watched was, the shit out of that of show. No, could not. Lena Hall was on it. So many good people were on it. <laughs> yeah, lots of good people. Cassie Opeka. Right. Must we forget. Uh, Rachel Potter. Oh my God. But um, yeah, future Tony Award winner Lena Hall. And. So, but the thing about that show was like it was the first time so Bernie Kelsey who was the casting director for Legally Blonde was a participant on the show and sure like it was not it was a reality TV show still sure. I mean, a competition but it still introduced the idea that there is a person whose job is called being the casting director of the show and then right. that person is a part of somehow this creative process right. whereby the cast comes together and decisions get made right we never knew that no I mean, we I, did no, I, we didn't yeah I didn't so if there was something else that represented that thing before then I missed it and then it was also after that then there was a slew of it because then there was also then there was the Grease show and then right. there was like another there was the Andrew Lloyd Webber show uh, where they did Oliver and so it was like then there was and then all of a sudden it was like oh and so yeah I said that and didn't know that it was a thing and she was like <laughs> okay well then like go do something about that because you can't keep working for John and so I did and so I looked up a few shows that had casts, I still had no idea what it was, and I was just like, I said it and sort of, I always say like, I guessed and I happened to guess correctly, and I got very <laughs> And so I looked up a few shows that I really liked, that I thought were well cast, or I don't even know if I could think in terms of it being well cast, but it was just like, I really liked the people who you were in the shows, it, right? and I liked the experience of seeing that That's show. That's very savvy. I, but like, sort of by... Like luck, right? Because I didn't. I don't know that it was conscious. That I was being like, "Why should we have good casts?" Like I don't right. think I would have had that vocabulary. Well, this is the point. The point is what I say to my students all the time: is like, 
you have a goal, you have to, what, what inside of you is drawn to something is correct. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to judge it, yeah. but for some reason, it doesn't matter. There could have, all the other shows could have been well cast too, but the point is what drew you to them kept you moving forward because you liked it. Yeah. And if you feel like you love something, you're going to keep moving towards it because you love it. Yeah. Anyway. And so, it's very good. Yeah, you, it's all like, very good. So lucky. And so it was Thoroughly Modern Millie. I worked in casting because of seeing Sutton Foster and Thoroughly Modern Millie. That's the <laughs> truth. So the question before was, do I like musicals? Yes. yes. And that day, I'm, I'm so gay that I owe my career to seeing Sutton Foster and Thoroughly Modern Millie. Uh, I'm just that girl. And uh, so it was like, it was Thoroughly Modern Millie. I think it was, it was some show that Tara Rubin's office had cast, and I can't tell you which one it was. Because I was going to say The Little Mermaid, but I don't think that timeline lines up. That would have been a few years later. Uh, and then it was like, uh, ooh, I knew that they were doing a revival of Sunday in the Park with George. It's a roundabout. And it turned out Jim Carnahan cast Sunday in the Park with George, who's the casting director for the roundabout. And he cast Thoroughly Modern Millie. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I looked up on IVDB. Don't know how I even found that website. And that probably database. And saw that. And thank goodness they list who the casting directors for shows are. And so I saw that Jim Cronin cast those, and Tara Rubin's office cast the other ones. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll just apply for internships people. at those. And I did. Didn't hear back from Tara Rubin's office. Did get an interview at Jim Cronin's office. Went. And still, like, a terrible interview, which was a great thing to say while being <laughs> technically interviewed. <laughs> but I think, I think I'm okay at talking to people. I think in terms of jobs, stuff, like, I don't know. Who knows? But, uh... And also, I think, like, I knew that I wanted it so bad, so, like, the stakes were just so high that I was, like, but I, like, I need this to work out. So, interviewed, felt like it went fine, but then also just, like, also needed the instant gratification of being, like, but did I get, like, to quote Rochelle Rack in Every Little Step, of course, that documentary, <laughs> did I get it? Yes, yes. And so, I remember, I left God, the interview. That's such a good, good moment. I think I interviewed with Steven. And then I got in the elevator to leave. I was in the elevator and was just like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, and didn't like having that doubt, especially when the stakes were so high. I was like, no, but I really think like this is the thing for me. And I really want to do it at this office. And like, I, I don't want to leave Not my nice. interview feeling like, is there something more I could have said? And so I went back up like a <gasps> crazy oh, person. Oh, wow. So what'd you do? I went back up and I was like, is Steven still around? And thank God he wasn't. <laughs> uh, he like stepped away for whatever thank reason. God. And so Kate Boko was there, or Kate Schlafly at the time. Uh, so Kate was there. I'm like, well, like, what's up? And I remember, <laughs> sweet, God bless everybody for dealing with just this, this little, <laughs> very intense gay who just wanted to do something. I could, couldn't tell you, but I remember she was very nice. Um, and we didn't even go back into the office. We sat down in the, so the roundabout is like this big floor. It's the 12th floor in this building and there's reception in front of you. And before you get to reception is the casting office. So we didn't even go back into the office. We just like sat down on a bench right outside of the right. mail room. And she was like, oh, what's, what's going on? And I, I don't remember what I said, but I think I was just emphasizing the point. Like I really, really, really wanted it. And it was like a free, inter- like it's a free internship. Right, right, like, right. The fact right, that I'm not right. like a total, that I spelled my name right. means like, oh, I'm qualified to be a free internship. <laughs> Uh, like I managed to tie both my shoes and get to this office. I probably have the skills it takes. So you know, it was just I don't know what I said. But I think I just like I kept reiterating. And, and she was like, like "This she was kid's like, got moxie." I remember she said to me, "She was like, 
like, it's all good. She was like, I already told Stephen, like, yeah, oh, we should, like, we should hire that kid. That's, yeah, great. He seems fine. And I was like, okay. Cool, cool, cool. And then I guess at some point I left. Uh, and then I did an internship there. Aww. Yes. Incredible. But I just remember, like, being in that elevator and having that feeling of, like, I don't, I should have said more. I should have said more. Have you, so have you ever had this, like, a karmic reversal where, like, mm. an actor has come back into an audition? You know, like, that... Yeah, and then that I, horrible I thing that you see on reality shows with like on American Idol where they come in and they like get on their knees and beg after or like, something. Right, that. I don't know. I mean, I did have one time an actor come back and ask for another take, and I did. It was real. Um, it was not a good situation. <laughs> Wait, what happened? They came back and then they wanted to do it again. Yeah, and it was someone who I also like should have just. Uh, I didn't know how to enforce a boundary at that time, and I also didn't feel terribly safe in the so situation. Did you say, oh God. Sure. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, a, I just, I don't know what else to do. Right. It was bad. Yeah. He had referred to me as like a faggot inside of an improv, but it was in Spanish, mm-hmm. and so he assumed that I didn't know what he was saying. I was like, right. spoiler alert, I also speak Spanish. Um, it was just very uncomfortable. Oh, Jesus. Right. So I've had that experience with coming back in. Uh, somebody coming back in, I'm like, I really want the thing. I don't know. But I've had plenty of experiences of getting to, uh, like, truly random people reaching out and getting to just be like, like come audition like it's so low it's just an audition and frankly so many of the auditions are like it's one line right sometimes and it's not even like, a full line it's like a word so I'm like yeah, like you can do it and then, and then sometimes those people book which is nice but it's like yeah. there was one it's like there's one woman this season who like out of the you know on my website I have like email I'm like oh I'm not sure an actor you want to submit like here's an email address like yeah, go nuts submit here uh, and so and people do all the time and so this one woman was like hi you know I don't know I like the show a lot and then we happened to be having auditions for a role that I said it was seemed fit for her. True, not even fit for her, but just like fit for any living human. It was no lines. Right, it was, it was a we were gonna hire it as a principal, and it was no lines. It was right. like, okay, Come you're overqualified. You're alive. Come <laughs> on. And like she, you know, looked sort of interesting. I was like, okay. Uh, and she came in and was like very lovely and booked that role. And it was like, and what an actor like dream story. It was like you oh, email the casting director out of the blue right. one day, the next day you have an audition, <laughs> and then later that day you find out you booked. But it. you know the like, thing. Thing to a lot of people because a lot. That's how it works, and that's the important thing. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> One email. Those teachers. are the dues, baby. That's right. Yeah, as I sit here in my sublet. But I think what's inter- what's good about that too is that, and a lot of just because I'm I go through this with my students at Ada too. A lot of times is you know they they say or they, I'm like you got to be sleuthy. You know you got to find keep looking, make sure that people are doing it right. And then. And it's like, oh, but this person says no, no submissions, no, you know, without an agent. I'm like, yes, but there are people, there are ways you can find people, follow that. You can f- find them, follow them and see that there are people reaching out. You just have to be sleuthy. You yeah. have to be sleuthy. Yeah. And it's also a fine line for me because I do really like boundaries and I, uh, so I, don't, I sort of walk that line because sometimes it also feels weird for me to then like encourage that behavior too much because at the end of the day I'm like oh no 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 like I get tons of emails where it's like oh no if I'm right for anything you're working on let me know and it's like no if you're right for anything I'm working on you let me know there you go and that's what and that is what <laughs> like I'm I, not your agent no you're your agent that is like, a you have to do the work that is the right. point right there and that's where I think is the difference of being um <laughs> where messing with someone's boundaries and being creepy is very different yeah. from following your guts and heart and it being right and correct like you going back in there was something there that she saw in you that we can't say out loud that did right but there's another thing with like the woman like being like i'm the right person for this like i tell my students i'm like you can't just be like 
I want to work. And then find a bunch of, oh, I like all these shows. And then email them all and be like, if there's anything right for me. No, it's yeah. you got to get specific. Yeah. Know I, your type. Know what you love. And be specific and say, this is specifically why I would like to come in from you. And then let go. And, and there, there is something to respecting the boundaries of just the business that are. Like, I remember a friend of mine, when she first moved to New York, she saw Hedwig. And she loved it so much. And... Itzhak was going to be replaced. Mm -hmm. And so she just wanted it so badly that she sent a dozen roses with her headshot on the vase to Bernie Telsey. And um, and was just like, I am Itzhak. And, And she didn't hear anything. And now she's like, I must have looked like a fucking crazy person. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's also just like, I don't know. I get what it's like to be very passionate about something and just want that thing so right. bad and to not be in control of whether or not I'm going to get that thing. So it's like, I get it. Like, being a human is so embarrassing. It is. And so, I, so much of it is, like, I don't know. I try to, like, really, really, really be as compassionate as I can be with people because it's like, I get, like, you know, at one point I was that, like, weird girl who did an interview for a free internship and then got back <laughs> and then went back up the elevator and, like, hunted down Kate and she had to sit me down and, like, talk me down from a ledge you're going to get this free two-day-a-week internship. (laughs) The stakes are so high. But but there's sometimes where the stakes are so high and you do all the... You you over-go for it and it works because it's supposed to and there are times when the stakes are high and you over-go for it and it doesn't work. Like, I'm just thinking because I'm staring at the picture right now, like for Silence, when I was told about Silence the Musical (laughs) and the audition and when I was like... And I read it and I was like... I must have this part. Like, I was like, I am Clary Starr. This will happen. And I went in with all my ideas and I used every single last one of them. And then I asked to sing again and I did it again. Like, I, and it was correct. And that's, that's when the energy matched the job. And then there are times when, like, I've auditioned for Alex Timbers and I'm like, I want this part. And I go in with all the things <laughs> and I it doesn't match and it's embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm the like, where where it's just sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. And and it's like it's it's you and who you are as a person and the right match that will make it come to fruition. Yeah, right? and I think the helpful thing to remember too is that like those sort of very magical things are probably the exception not the rule they are the exception and so and it's like it doesn't mean that i'm wrong for being very passionate about this thing or wanting this thing but i always you know whenever uh i've talked to people about like sort of submitting you know submitting electronically and you have the option to include a note or something and i always say like if the note isn't saying anything important like don't include a yeah, note because so many note. times the note is just like i'd love to be seen for this and it's like, duh. Right. Like, yeah, like, that's assumed by the fact that you submitted yourself right. for this thing. Like, that's not right. new information. Right. Assume- new and information, also- the note would be like, what? Like, someone that you knew of right, or like, you met at a party or like. Or like, I'm fully bilingual. Yeah, for me, it's always if it's a special skill. I'm like, I don't always know. Or, you know, right. the other note that people do is like, I'd love to be seen for this. And it's like, well, you Duh, that's like, why you're submitting. Of course, or like, right. you know, I think I'm really ripe for this. And it's like, well, of course, like, that's part of the, you know, the mechanisms inside your brain of, like, how you get to get out of bed every day. Right. I think yeah. you're going to be ripe for things. It's like, otherwise, then there's no hope, and how do you right. do it? That's a 
actually a good point. I want to put a note that just says, look, I know I'm not right for this, but I think I could phone it in. I just need help so insurance. <laughs> I, need I, just need, right, I, I really need the weeks. That's really funny. That's really so wait, funny. So oh, how God. how long is Carnahan? A year? How long was I there? Uh, so that was oh, probably all in almost two years or so. Oh. But I left a little while in because there was just like there was nothing for it. And it was just like demoralizing in certain form of them. Like, they felt bad that there was no job for me right, there. Right, sure, sure. Uh, but they were, they were uh, great, and I got to work on a lot of really cool things there. I got to work on the first workshop. Stephen was casting it, and he let me be his little assistant on it, because they were doing the revival of Sideshow, which was that long ago, which only came to Broadway very recently. So it was, like, the first workshop, and I got to be his assistant on that and sit in on the callbacks for Daisy and Violet, which was, like, wow. such a gay dream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And also, like, I had been obsessed with the, you know, original cast recording of Sideshow, and I was like, oh my, like, I get to watch just, like, all my favorite belters just come in and sing these, and they sang together. It was true. It was, insane. like, an amazing day and to be alive. And were, you, were you on the same page with everyone about what, like, would, if yeah, you had oh, been yeah. casting, would you have cast the same? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, like, clear in the room. Yeah. And, um, so I got to work on that. The big thing that I, the big experience that I got to have there was, um, which again was just like luck and all like right place, right time. Uh, Jim got a call that Ryan Murphy was working on a pilot and had seen Leah Michelle in Spring Awakening, which Jim and Carrie Gardner cast. And then he wanted like Leah Michelle to be the lead and it was gonna, you know, shoot in LA and cast out of LA and Robert Orch's office was gonna do the casting, but they wanted to cover New York because they needed people who sing and people in New York sing. And then Jim got hired to do that and so he needed an associate for the pilot. And no one else in the office was available and like my friend Jillian who should have gotten that job because she was the like I was the free intern and she was sort of like the roundabout as like a paid assistant position mm-hmm. and she was that and like it should have been her job and Jim was going to hire her to do it but she was going on birthright for a week <laughs> and pilots were so fast and furious it's like right. four weeks in and out and you have to cast out all the series regular right right and so there was just no way to make it work and she was like I can't. What a bummer. I can't do this. But oh well, this is just a pilot that won't go anywhere. And so then it like Gulp. truly, <laughs> not by virtue, like because no one else was available, I got to he just turn to me. The intern just was right next to us and was like, I don't like, do you want to do, like, do you think do you, you can do, do this? It? This and dumb like, show called Glee. I don't yeah, even remember Glee, if it was called Glee right. at that time. Probably uh, was it. Just, like, I think it was like, really untitled Ryan Murphy, Brad Falchuk pilot. Wow. And, um. Incredible. Yeah, so I got to do, and I had been a free intern for three months. I started in March, and that started in July, and so it was, like, truly a trial by fire, amazing, like, very way in over my head, but I learned so much over the course of, you know, the eight weeks that I think we worked on that for nine of them, that we worked on that thing. It was amazing, and, um... It is amazing. It was great. I learned so much so quickly, and the hours were insane, but it was, like, so cool, and I didn't know what it was going to be, and then I got to become this thing, and it was great, and then... A big cosmic full circle moment was six years later when I was working at Kelty and Company. I don't know why, but Bernie at some point got a call about work doing covering New York for season six of Glee, which was the final season. And I got to work, and it wasn't because he knew that I worked on the pilot. It was again just like uh, I don't know, just like it seemed to are. make sense, and I had a little bit of experience maybe with TV. So I don't know why, uh, or maybe he knew that I would want to work on something like that, and it would be nice. And so I got to work on that, and so it was weird because I worked on the very first episode and the very last season, and like nothing in between. 
Um, <laughs> but see, and I believe it, it probably it feels so weird. It is. It it feels and it is weird and random, but it's not. Oh, sure. Because like everything you just said from like the second you sat down about like musical theater, you know, yeah. he knew that everyone around knows that, and that we know, you know, we know the people that we're surrounded with and the and the things they love and they're passionate about, and it does come. It, when timing is right, those are the people that we yeah. want to have working on. I just, like, it was just so weird at an office as big as Kelsey and company to end up with that job because it was like, that's an office where, like, yeah. the thing that I think they were known for for a very long time, and even still, is like casting musicals and stuff. There's right. plenty of people oh, yeah. who cast musicals at Kelsey and company. And so right. Like, so right. Was, like, they gave us rent. How but did there's something, like, there's something, but there's something really cool. within you and that was text, my right for it. I got to text a friend of mine who I met because he was the audition reader for the pilot, and so he was like the only living person I saw for the right. however many weeks <laughs> I worked on that, so we became like war buddies. But it was just like, hi, how are you? Uh, and so I texted the first day that I had auditions for season six. I just remember like looking at my little session sheet and being like, "This is like Glee auditions with me." Like having like a little bit of a PTSD moment. It was also like at this beautiful current thing. So did that, which was great, and then also gave me a ton of experience. But then it was like there was nothing to do with that experience because there are, it's like there are no jobs in cast. I don't know how anybody gets a job in casting. I always feel bad when people are like I want to get into casting. I'm like, I, good luck. Right. I don't know. Well, how did you get to high maintenance? Because that's, like, very different from what you're saying. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> the joke of all jokes is that I'm, like, just this little musical theater queen who, like, all I want to do is work on, like, Percy Jackson, the like, like, the, like, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the Percy Jackson musical and Six, which are both on Broadway this season, and I would happily work on, but I'm not casting them. But, um, it's, like, and, you know, I have the, I'm putting air quotes around, like, the bad luck or the misfortune of getting to be the casting director for, like, this beloved, long-running series on HBO. Like, but, like, great. super downtown, so edgy. And where every episode is starring new people. Yeah, that's so, so true. So you are constantly casting. Yeah. But, um, it's not like cast a thing and then get the couple people who do the, like, day player roles. It's yeah. every episode. And I, I met you. With, I <laughs> Those jobs are great. Oh, my God, there was one show I was working on. I worked on season two of Red Oaks for Carmen Cuba. Oh, I love that show, Red Oaks. It was great. And it was also one of the best casting jobs I've ever had. She was a dream to work for. I had so much autonomy. And I came hmm. a couple times. Yeah. I did. Uh, that was great, too, because it was like someone I had never, I had met. We talked on the phone. Uh, and she talked to some of my old bosses, and a few people had recommended me. And she was like, sure, you're hired. And I happened to be in L.A. after she hired me and before I started working on it. And uh, I got to meet her in real life, which was great. I mean, she is iconic really <laughs> she is I mean she works on really cool stuff and also just like such a cool She's human to be around incredible uh, she came here for auditions one day and after she left I will be honest and say I closed the door to my office and I waited you know a solid minute to make sure she wasn't gonna like pop back in and say something and I locked the door and then I laid down on the floor and like <laughs> snow angel position because I was so spent from just being in a room with her. just because like she's so amazing it's like and then I called I one friend of mine who knew who, like, could understand, like, who she is, and it was just, like, I was, like, I mean, I just got to spend a session with Carmen Cuba. Is she just, is it just one of those people that's just, like, got just, like, wisdom, and it's just... it's it's all the things. She's great at what she does, and she's also just, like, so cool and fancy, and it's, like, I'm, like, (laughs) trash from New Jersey, so it was, like, the proximity to be in the room with someone who's, like, 
fancy. Like, right. right, it's a cool I, like, person. Soderberg, right, like, it's a cool person right. who knows cool. the people and has the things. That's also what's that bag? Like, what's in her bag? Oh, yeah, it's like, like if all you... the things, the outfits and the bags, and you're like, why do you smell that way? Like, I want to know the every little was... thing about her. The outfit was unbelievable. Yeah, the outfit yeah. is was unbelievable. A, the reason I had to lie oh down after she was, was because it was a Devil Wears Prada moment. Uh, she was putting together, like, just I can't. effort. I can't emphasize how effortless it was. Yeah, I'm so mad. She was packing up her bag. I can't. And just sort of, like, getting it all and putting the, and the, it was, like, the whole outfit was amazing. And then, truly without missing a beat, it was just like, she was going, going, going. She's like, you know, we should follow up on this. We should make sure that we right, see that those options for that thing. And then the other thing, packing up the bag the whole right, time, right, sh- sh- opens the, the door and then looks at me and goes, and what time do we start tomorrow? 10.30? Great, I'll see you then. Closes the door and leaves. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I get like, it. So I get it. I get it. She's so on top of everything. So, um, <laughs> I get it. I it would like really take an it. actor to do that. Like, I need like 45 minutes to right, prepare so exactly when I put my like, sunglasses in. <laughs> see, she is the person that those are the most inspiring women to me. And it's the, it's, it's the like just knowing everything. And on top of that, the product that is on, that you just put on your hands oh, yeah. is also killing it for you. Do you know what I mean? She it's just like, her bag, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Can. two of Stranger Things, just the series regulars for her. And nope. so we had tests for one of the roles in New York. And I remember she, she came back and I was like, oh, like what fashion am I going to be right. treated to? And <laughs> right, I remember right, she looked right. at me and said, oh, I tried handing them my bag because it's just out of her reach. And I'm Prada. See, um, and then this, as, and as like, I, to be clear, it was vintage. As I, like, I just looked at it, I was like, see, but okay. this is where you like, and I, I touch that. this like, is where I you and I are different. I would hands. grab the bag, I would grab the bag, I would, as she's, like, looking away, I would open it, like, do, like, a snapshot with my, like, retinas, like, mm-hmm. uh-huh, and just give it back, like, everything that's in that bag is what I would immediately go out and get. Mm-hmm. I'd probably give it a sniff. Oh um, my god! Okay, this is incredible. But then, so how did I get you were, Yeah, how did you get you it? Met, you and I met at Telsey's office. I'm Probably. picturing now those rooms. And I imagine it must have been through commercials. Yes. So uh, I stayed in front of the office for a little bit for a little while, and then and you know they were very good about trying to find me stuff to do. They were very nice to me. They gave me all my firsts. Uh, Stephen and Kate had they got to. Because they all work at the roundabout, but also Jim Carney is also his own entity, so they cancel the roundabout, right. but they also all do their own stuff, which is so cool. And so Kate and Steven, who were the two associates at the time, cast shows for like a Marriott Lincolnshire Theater when they needed like the leads of their shows, they would cast from New York, and, and so they, they hired me to be their assistant on things. Carrie hired me to be the assistant on like one of the workshops of Book of Mormon for a week one time, which is like wild, <laughs> uh, just to get to briefly touch something like that mm-hmm. uh and so I did that and then like there was just nothing for me and I was like I should not be here anymore and I think like it was just like it wasn't good so then I left I briefly um you know gave up on life I, was, right. I stayed in my apartment for like a month and a half and oh. quit casting there was uh-huh. just nothing for me to do. like there were no jobs and I right. couldn't I was sort of overqualified to be an intern anywhere and I was like I don't think I could get an internship anywhere right. anyway because right. it was kind of competitive and so I remember just having nothing to do, so I sat in my apartment for, I don't remember how long it was, like a month or six weeks, and was like wildly depressed. I watched um, All of Lost, on, it was on DVD, <laughs> and a friend of mine who lived Georgia. five That's blocks like away. That's a little on the nose. Drew, I'm lost. You know, what <laughs> shall I watch? <laughs> Touche, I might say. Um, and so a friend, I remember, I just like, he lived five blocks away, and I would go and be like, I'm ready for the next season. And he's like, ooh, and that's like an hour-long, 22-episode season. <laughs> We were going through those pretty quickly. Right. And then Russell Gregory, uh, you know, 
a very important person in the all aspects of my career. I th- mentioned to me that Telsey and Company was looking for interns, and he was like, just apply for an intern. He was like, and then I looked, and the posting was from a few weeks ago, and I was like, this, like it's it's done. Like I don't. Right. He's like, just apply, like get over yourself and just apply. Like you right. gotta do something. So I did, and then again, it was like, I got very lucky that it was like the right person happened to be interviewing me and happened to like understand this, because it's always been this, and it's probably been, if you can imagine, a less less polished version of this, where it's just like more gay, higher stakes. Fair, fair. And so it was Caesar, Caesar Rocha, uh, God bless, happened to be doing the intern interviews at that point, and so we sat down in the kitchen at the old Telsey Company office, they've since moved, and which isn't even like the old one. But, right, um, and you know, we t- I remember we talked briefly about Marin Maisie, uh, and I don't remember why. And we t- like just briefly talked about musicals, and he was like, "Yeah, like you seem normal." And he was like, "Oh, and you've done this before." And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Great." And so, truly, only because he happened to be the person doing the interviews and like deigned to, you know, or maybe he like was doing Russell a favor, did that, and so then I got an internship there. <laughs> like, you know, I went from being right. associate to glee to climbing my way back down to being like a free intern. <laughs> With, Aww. you know, a bunch of kids who had, like, never done an internship anywhere or never worked in casting. And I was just like, okay, this Here is I what am, I gotta do. Right? It's a real metaphor for working in entertainment. <laughs> right? It was like Randy Harrison. He's like, I'm probably your only guest who started at the top and climbed their way down. Right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I identify with that. I went from, like, this super, like, cush, awesome gig to being like, I'll be a free intern. Right. <laughs> and I, thank goodness. Again, it was just, like, a lot of luck. Um, I happened to be there. They you know, very quickly a few people sort of caught wind of the fact that it was like, oh, you're, like, you actually know what you're doing. Because also, right. like, like, a lot of people do internships because, for the right reason, which is like, I don't know what I want to do, I'm going to take three months while I'm in college, right. like they tell us to do, and, like, just try this thing out. So there's a lot of people who just, like, hear about casting, and maybe sure. they're actors, and, you know, maybe they did an internship at management, and they're like, oh, I'd like to try this out, let me see. But so, it, you know, it was clear to a few of the staff people, they're like, oh, no, like, you, you like, really want to do this and know what you're doing. And I was like, mm. you're like, right. oh, my, and he was like, you're overqualified. You're, and I was like, mm. And so, Megan Mashiko, who was this sort of, like, paid intern kind of position thing there, um, happened to be leaving right after I started. And it was, like, just enough time after I started that they had identified, that, like, oh, you're, you can be doing that. Like, you, you, not, you got this. Uh, so she left, and I got to take that over, which was great. Mm. Uh, and they get like, right place, right freaking time. And then I did that for a while. And then, uh, <laughs> then it was like, big air quotes around freelance, even though it was like, there were a few staff members who were like, and be like, why aren't you a staff member? And I was like, I don't know. And I'm like, I'm not. And I'm like, honestly, just like, happy to be here. Right. I'm getting paid to work in casting. I'm not being paid right. much, but I'm getting paid to work in casting. Like, God, it's this great. is similar to acting. Oh, it's yes, miserable. it's very, it's very, very similar. Yeah. And so then is this when you met or when you got onto the show? To High Maintenance, right. Um, no, so I had met Russell. He was the covering agent. He was working at Nickelodeon Company at the time when I was back in Carnahan's office. So we met then. I met him and Emmy because they covered Carnahan's office. They are, uh, Russell and Emmy are the producers of uh, yeah, High Maintenance. Russell Gregory and Emmy are calling what up. And... So they haven't covered a glossing company, so whenever, because at that point we were still like calling out auditions, now you can schedule a computer to do them both. Right. Oh, wow. And so we were on the phone a lot, and we hit it off, and Russell used to have little get-togethers, because um, their office was beautiful, I think they're still in the same space, and it's beautiful, and it had like roof, and it's on the top floor of this building, and it's just like, just them, and it's this really cool building. So um, we hit it off, Katya was always at the hangouts too, 
And so, and the casting community was not very big, and so he sort of thought, like, eh, maybe two should work together at some point. And so they had just started making the web series then, so that was like... Well, because she was in casting, too. Yeah. yeah. She won an Emmy Award, even. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what you for forget. Rock. Yeah. Emmy Award for casting rock. director. Yeah. <laughs> just for 30 Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so Russell had sort of clocked that and always wanted to get me, and they had just started making the web, like the web, web series way, way, way back when. And... Uh, yeah, so I sort of, so he had that in the back of his head and was like, I just don't know how to make it happen because Katya was still like very much a casting director at that point, but also was, you know, like the co-producer and co-writer and co-director of the series. And so Russell like planted all the seeds to then, there was one episode where it was um, Jordan Dean's episode called Cod, one of them, it's the Uberman episode where he's like mm-hmm. training and sleeping and doing all that stuff. And so they wanted to just do a few shots where they needed extras, where it was going to be like an, out, like an exterior of a restaurant, and these people pass by. And so they were like, oh, do you want to do that? And I was like, sure. So I just like asked my friends if they would walk by a restaurant for this web series. And then the second episode I worked on was called Matilda, which is the episode with the TEDx talk with uh-huh. um, Brenna and Molly and their apartment and like all these women. And so that was the first time I got to contribute real casting to the show. And Katya was like, Amy, we need so many people to fill up this room. And she also wanted to focus on like the directing and the producing of the show and directing of the show. And so we collaborated quite a bit on that one. She was like, I would just like send me some people and I look and I said, I sent her a bunch of people, put a bunch of people in that. And I was on set when they were shooting and she was like, hey, I don't, you know these people better than I do. So like, who do you think should say this line? Who do you think should say this line? Uh, and so that was the beginning of like my real relationship with her and Ben and working on the show in like a meaningful way. And then, you know, we made, I think one more web episode after that where there wasn't very much to do. And then some downtime and then Vimeo decided to give them some money to make it. And from the get go on that one, Katia approached me and said, hey, um, I'd like us to be sort of co-casting directors on this season. Is that cool with you? And I was like, mm, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, okay, I'm not doing anything else. I think I was working at, like, in commercials at the time. Still a housing company. Uh, and so then that was great, and I got to, uh, like, contribute in a meaningful way to the process of casting that show. Um, and then, yeah, and then it went away for a little while, and then it was going to come back on HBO. And, then... and here you are. Yeah, so just, I guess the quick answer, like a lot of scratching and clawing very slowly over the course of And it is, and isn't it interesting too, like it's interesting to hear, like we don't hear from cast members that it is like acting, you're, you're getting, it's getting jobs, just like any yeah, other, it's, it's, it's another jobs. freelance work. It's another well, it's freelance also like, job. It's so much nonsense and it's so much of, you, you like seeds that you planted years ago that you yeah. weren't even intending to like plant as, the, you know, it wasn't like. I was doing this because I was like, oh yeah, because they really got something here. No, every, on HBO. I was like, yeah. yeah, my friends were making a thing, and I like, right. I like to work is, with my friends, and it seemed good. It's yeah. all co- plant seed, planting seeds. It's all cultivating. Yeah. Our careers are this like giant build. And luck, like. And luck too, and being at the right place, at the right time, and being authentic. I really do believe that like being your authentic self. Mm-hmm helps the seeds actually, like, kind of grow. People notice the plant that's growing. Like, mm-hmm. people will notice it and help water it. And all the stuff that you talked about, like, you being your authentic self 
It did. Very gay. I don't know. Gay? Thing about I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I had no idea through this podcast that you didn't say it once. Much as <laughs> I possibly can. Good. Because I uh, look around constantly and don't see any people that look like me. Good. <laughs> very important. Do you think, is that is that hard to be a casting director who's really gay? Yeah. Is I it? mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. There, Henry Russell Bergstein is the only person I. You know who I'm aware of, who's like a oh, like, she's a good Judy, but right. like it's like I don't you know, should wear a, a Barbara Streisand cartoon tee, yeah, hmm. and you talk about cheese, right. uh, <laughs> and so and yeah, so it's like it's it's we it's a weird I think about that a lot I think especially since getting to have an opportunity like taking over you know this long running series on a major network and then being like ooh and then getting to look around at like who are the other casting directors who sort of you know, work in my field and just looking around and being like, oh, like it's, um, like nobody, nobody, nobody looks like me, which is, and which is fine, but it's just like, it's a, it's t- like, it's tough and it's weird and right. it's fine. And I think that's why also I, you know, I try to think so critically about that, so especially on a show like High Maintenance, which I think, you know, tries to, where the ethos of the show has always been, like advocating for people who don't get to see themselves in big roles or at all. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot. <laughs> especially about that as a you know a consumer of media or yeah. like yeah right. like there's still I did a thought experiment on Facebook uh, a few weeks ago where I was like can anyone name a series where there's a gay person at the center of the story a gay character at the center of the story who's played by a gay person I'm doing the thing you're doing the thing it's okay <laughs> I'll tap myself uh, <laughs> there's a gay character at the center of the story who's played by a gay person that is not about them reconciling self-hatred for being gay or like, you know, being queer and also doesn't have an HIV AIDS storyline. Anyone? Crickets. What we came up with was special on Netflix and Please Like Me on Hulu, which is so good. And the interesting thing about both of those is like, they're both, they both star the person who wrote them. Who wrote them. Um, You know, and they're also by like white gay men. Uh, which is not a bad thing, but it's like, sure, yeah. like if anybody, you know, if there's like sure. a totem pole of this sort of minority of the LGBT community, it's like, you know, white, white gay men get to sit at the top of that thing. So, you know, it's just like so depressing. So I think I, I think about it extra, but I'm just like, yeah, I'd, like I'd love to see a few people who look like me on right. TV somewhere. Sure. Because you know, it's funny, so I'm a Teamster, I'm unionized through the Teamsters, and we go to those meetings, and it's, it's the Sandwich Day episode of 30 Rock, is right, it's, Teamsters right. it's all these, like, you know, fourth and fifth generation Teamsters, and all yeah, Irish, and Italian was, from Queens. And it was right. you, and, and someone else was telling me, too, who was I around? Was it you and some, or someone else who was saying, oh, tomorrow is the New York, like, it was a Saturday or something. It's always it was a Saturday. A Saturday. And so Saturdays like, at nine. Yeah, we're going. Days. Like we're going. Oh, I have to get up tomorrow to go to the, this like giant like cast. And I was like, wait a minute. All y'all casting directors in New York are going to all be in Queens tomorrow at nine a.m. And he was like, Yeah, we're supposed to be. Isn't that incredible? With each other. It's just it's an auditorium, and it's it's mostly <laughs> drivers so and people who build sets, and then casting directors and associates, and then locations managers right. were also recently unionized. <laughs> so then you get like a few women and straight men there who are, you know, not fifth generation Queens natives. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's mostly, I mean, the cast, it's easy to spot the casting directors in the room because it's like the, all the women in the room. And then I always joke, it's like me and there's one other gay. Yeah, there's like um, you and Henry. Derek Hersey. Derek Hersey. I, I have not seen him at one of those meetings. Henry! Although I missed the last one because I was out of town. But uh, it's like me and Derek Hersey, who is so sweet, but um, is not 
looks like a like a Brooks Brothers model. Gorgeous. <laughs> like friend. just like a nice button down and a khaki. Oh, well. Listen, the whole diaspora. That is um, incredible. So it's um, we, we no! have to, we have to wrap up, but no, I want to. We have I, to ask some questions. Yeah, we have to. I, I just want to know. I mean, like every actor, <laughs> every actor. in the whole fucking world is like. Queen, you're going to get a casting director in the room and you're not going to be asking. Sure, sure, sure. We Google. have to ask some questions. How <laughs> about the beginning? <laughs> we have to ask some questions. Just like, what, what is the mistake you see most often? That's a good question. What's a common mistake that you see? I don't know. What's in the common rooms? mistake I see? That one is hard for me to answer... Partly because I um, let go of stuff so immediately. It's like the only way I think to you know, be able to enjoy doing the thing is to not hold sure. on to like the negatives. I'm like, oh, you're like, you ever seen really bad auditions? I'm like, I don't, probably, but like, I don't. Right, I'm not right. saying I'm thinking about that. What is something people could probably do better? Yeah, there's like a lot of, um, well, sure. I guess like just not being open to what's going on in the room. I guess it's sort of like a really basic one. Just mm. because sometimes people come in, or, oh, God, no. I mean, if you're auditioning for a television, watch an episode of the thing. I have, Thank if, you. If even one single episode of a show has aired and you are going in for that show and you have not watched that one episode, like you haven't prepared to go in for that audition. Thank you. It should not be the job of whoever is in the room to let you know what the style or the tone of the show. If it is a show that is existing, if it's a right. new show, fine. But if you're going in for a show that is had even aired one episode and you're getting notes on what the style of the show, like no, no, no. And we have the internet. Yeah, it's I, not even like you have to stay on Thursday and make sure. <laughs> and, I, and I get it. It's like, well, I don't have a subscription to show. It's like, well, ask your friends. Somebody's friends. Yeah, it's and there's a trailer. It's so, it's so funny how many excuses are out there, and it's like so get a month subscription. Like, do like it take, really There's so me. many like ex, it's all excuses. Yeah, well, and you know, especially like working on the fourth season of a show. I'm like, there are fifty episodes of this thing. The first one is five minutes and thirty-seven seconds. Long. Yeah, yeah, you can literally spend <laughs> that five really is seconds. <laughs> you could watch this in the elevator ride up. Uh, so yeah, I guess that would be a thing. Where you know that's very specific to auditioning. For and I always think stuff. too, like if you're an actor and you're auditioning for something, but you don't even watch one episode of it. Why? why? <laughs> Do you want my to answer is just like why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't. Anyway, that's a good one. That's a very good one. That, yeah, that's one that weighs on me quite a bit. You know, when like, people always say, too, I feel like, and tell me if this is wrong, but they're like, oh, have you ever had, like, people will say to me, have you ever had, like, tell me about, like, terrible experiences with casting directors. You know, we all, I have, I have offer only where actors come <laughs> and they give, like, auditions yeah. that they didn't get. But it's, it's a business. It's not about, like, horrible casting it's a whole algorithm of an experience. So the same thing I would guess for a casting director, it's not saying like, have you ever had any terrible actors come in? It's like, well, sh yeah, but it's more like professionally and business-wise, what's the best thing you can do and what's the worst thing you've seen? Like on the flip side, what's right. what's some of the, what's, what's, what's a prepared audition look like to you? Or, or like the best advice or yeah, the best yeah. thing we can do. Yeah, just like be really familiar with the stuff that you want to do, just so that when you're going in for the thing, you know what the world of the show looks like, and you know what the style of the show is, and you know, I mean, I work in comedy, and so it's like, so you know how those jokes are delivered, and if it's more of like a Will and Grace, Ugly Betty, wild, over-the-top sort of delivery, or if it's just like, a, no, just people talking like people, and it, things are situationally fun, but it's like... right. 
So like get interested in the thing that you want to make a career doing. Because important advice. You're saying yeah. do the homework. Do but the also homework. it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I get that it's a job, but it's also like that we get to work in entertainment. So right. like, have fun. Like, have some kind of fun. Right. No one's making me, I think a conversation I have a lot with a friend of mine is like, no one's making me do this. Like, if I'm not having fun doing this, like, I could always apply for a job at the Target on Route 9 in Manalapan, New Jersey. Right. <laughs> and I don't know how I get it because I don't have any retail experience. <laughs> but, like... So, you know, it's like find a thing that you like to do and do that. And even so, even if that's watching like really sad plays, I'm like, go be doing that stuff. Yeah, that's the thing that it. I got from Carnahan taught me how to really get interested in this. Like he sees, he sees a play or a movie or watches a new TV show every single day that he's alive. And I remember one time he mentioned, which was very formative and helpful for me, he mentioned he was going to see something that I was aware of too, and it just didn't sound like it was going to be any good. And I remember saying to him, I was like, why are you going to see that? And he looked at me and he said, girl... It is not our job to like theater, but it is our job to see theater. Mm, and that like, is fantastic. Touche. And that and it was helpful. But it was Ooh, just like, that'll great. cut you to the bone. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> that'll really, but it's the point where it's like, yeah. great, we're supposed to know actors. Well, and, and, and so it's like, if you're supposed to be aware of shows, then go make yourself aware of the shows or go pick a different job. So yes. It's like, if, my, if the worst part of my job is that I have to watch the, you know, the new episode of The Good Place, it's like, really? I, then I have a pretty good job, I think. Very <laughs> true. Yeah. Pretty fun. Yeah, if my job is live, if I'm living in New York and want to be an actor, yeah. like I literally have like the playing field is literally down the street on the A train. Go see a show. Go TV. see a show. Go see anything. You know, performance. Yeah. Go cheap. Go see Rumble Go Theater. cheap. Go see. I just went to like a film festival and saw some shorts. Like there's so many things you can just. Wow, do. the fact that you know the musical improv team at UCB Rumble tells me Rumble you Rumble really Theater. are. You the know what you're hilarious. talking about. You actually do go see shit. That's very impressive. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm like, really I go almost every fantastic. week. Um, they're so good. They are I so love good. it. And I always think too, like... And it seems like they're having fun, which is like what I like. You know, I like yeah. watching... It's the, the combination of watching people who are very good at a thing, but also people who seem to like genuinely be enjoying the thing that they're doing. It's just like, oh, that's magic. Like, and I... Yeah. It's great. And I always feel like my best auditions aren't the ones I necessarily get, because that's not many. But the, my best audition, You know, in time... For in, everybody. No, for everyone. But I always feel like the, my best auditions are the ones that I just like. I had so much fun. Like I got a kick out of myself. Like I just right, where you're like, oh, I'm, ex- I'm excited to perform. I get an idea. Mm-hmm. I know. I know I'm gonna have a good audition when I got. I get an idea and it lights me up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to try this idea. Okay. And it might not have been delivered. But and then goes to show you that casting director calls me back in in two months or something like that because yeah. I'm probably not right for it or whatever. But. I had a good time. Well, and the getting to perform, like seeing auditions as an opportunity to perform, I think is so important. Yeah. To plug another podcast, RuPaul's podcast, episode 62, Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> yes, honey. You gotta listen. Because she talks about the idea, like learning how to just enjoy the process of being an actor who auditioned when she was doing that. And she said she had an acting teacher at one point. He said, you kids come in here every week and you're complaining about how you don't have an opportunity to perform, but you're getting these auditions. That's two minutes of uninterrupted acting that you get to do. Just like, yeah. so learn how to like that because you do get to perform. Yeah. You're going to do it at that audition and it might only be for two minutes. Maybe you won't get the job, but it's like, but you have you got to learn how to have fun or go do something else. You've got to. I remember fun. I was in Italy for a month and I got a self-tape halfway through and I was doing it on my self-tape and I was like, I've missed this so much. I remember you sharing <laughs> about that. You were you so excited about it. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Oh my God. God, I gag for that. That's we, such great advice. Have fun and truly listen to that episode. It's great. 
Oh, it sounds good. We certainly it's like we're talking for an hour. Like, I know. Oh, we we're worse. there. We're there. Don't worry. We're there. We're there. We're there. So it's just so fascinating to listen to because she really gives um, other people credit for things, which is great. They have to like pin her down at one point to have her accept a compliment and say thank She's you that way on Mark Maron, too. Which is great. But uh, she, you, to me, it just makes it seem like, yeah, it's acknowledgement that it's like a lot of people do those things. Like they yeah. talk about the comeback and she's like, yeah, so much of that is the direction of that. And like the people right. that I was surrounding myself with. That's, right. that is and they're like, no, but it's also you. And she's like, like but yes, these but, right. right. Like, like, we don't do this alone. Like a lot of people do this thing. Right. Yeah, if you think about the comeback, that is quite direction. Think about she that. gives so much credit to direction. She's like, no, but also it's like it's the camera work and it's all the messiness of it. It is the way that but she's she like, wrote it. Of course, <laughs> of course. All of and this. she wrote it with that camera up on top, showing her eating that cake. It's anyway, so good. we're all on the same page. It's so good. Yes. Um, so, as you know, as a listener of the pod, thank the you. Pod, uh, we end every pod by asking our guest... With a fight club? That's a different pod. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different <laughs> punching pod. punching each other. That's a different pod. <laughs> right, right. Now we're all going to beat the shit out of each oh, other. Oh, my God. I need it. <laughs> Me too. It's a, it. Don't such worry. a good release. You thought you were coming to Lovely Inn. You have no idea what happens when this is over. <laughs> Jen has brass knuckles on right now. <laughs> and my grills. I'm going to go get my grills. She's sharpening a knife. Very quiet. <laughs> Every once in a while, she licks it. Um, so... Between now and a year from now, we're recording this on October 8th, 2019. So on October 8th, 2020, oh God, which is going to be a shitty month. We're all going to be dead. We're all going to be hating that month. Be a hard month because that is going to be all be a really just hard election, 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 election. I'm going to throw out. Oh my God, you're in the snow angel position. Um, so, what do you want to see your life like in that year? Dreams. You right. get your dreams, especially since we've sort of discovered that casting directors have this difficult journey like us, where you're like clawing and scraping your way to the middle. Yeah, truly. Um, yeah, I don't in know. your personal life, no, emotion, any. It's thrilling and eye-wringing. It's not. It might be you. It's it might be you. It might be you. Great. Um, (laughs) I can't imagine who it is. Is it a A boy? A year from now, you get all. It's probably a man. The life. Very popular. The life that you dream. You get it. So what's happening? And it can be personal or professional. It doesn't have to be. Or both. It can be whatever you define. It's so dark. That when you said it can be personal, that I had not even considered that. But I was like, well, that's all about my career. Like, you have a life in outside of life. that. I was like, do I? Holy shit. Oh, God. In your life, you're preaching to the, the professionally focused choir. Like, but what's, go. Other, what's that thing you said? Oh, what? Like, who? Personal life. That's weird. If I could have anything, um, I, don't, I mean, I want like so many enemies. Okay. Yeah. Great. Because they're beautiful, and also they're the only they're like the only major award that casting directors um, can win. Right. But also, I like like if you could pick anyone, pick an Emmy. They're beautiful, and they're so big. If so, have, so we have an Emmy. Up. We have an Emmy. Why not? I guess in my dream year we have fourteen. Because that's okay. Great, part. great. So you have fourteen. <laughs> and also for, not fourteen, 14 <laughs> casting Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to be for, I'll take them for anything. <laughs> you can look up anyone who has a lot of Emmys. You win them for some nonsense. I'm not going to name names. You do I will, win you know, some after. for some nonsense. You do win some for some nonsense. I will say some recent EGOTs. Look up what that E is for. It's not for what you think it's for. It's an E, and you take that E. But you take that E. There you are a lot it. of E's available. So yeah. Fair. If it's casting, great. I will take It's like anything. the G's for like uh, reading a book. The G is a fair, tough fair. form. But yeah. the, the E, a lot of people get E's. It always blows my mind. Rosie O'Donnell has 13. 
or maybe it's 11 Emmys and she was on the air for six years for the Rosie O'Donnell show. <laughs> right, it like, doesn't make any Because she won for the show and for the host. I'm like, yeah. God, she should have won all of those, but it's just like, you can you can really rack those up. Right, right. If you're doing it right. So, sure, at least one Emmy, but a few would be nice. <laughs> I love um, Yeah, I would like another series. We were talking before about how it's been shockingly difficult. The hurdle in getting a job as a cast director on a TV show has not been getting my first one. It's been getting my next one yeah. because now the roadblock is like, oh, so you only have that one? I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, then the Miss America answer is like, well, you know, because I came up through theater and a lot of my experience was there, I have a lot of casting director credits for theater and also for commercials and I've worked as an associate a lot in television. But yeah, so far, High Maintenance is my first casting director credit on a long-running series on a major network. But um, I understand why that's probably not enough. Yeah. Uh, that's also something we can identify with. Yeah. We were like, yeah. oh, but I, I got a guest star. I can't get an audition for a guest star. Right. Right. Yeah. So you know, I'd love another, um, like another comedy series mm. uh, with just some great people. I I get to cast these really silly, fun commercials for Olay that are musicals, and they get to scratch my musical theater bone. Ah. So I hope that we get to do some more of those because they are so much fun and so rewarding to work on, and I get to geek out about musical theater and the director of those and the producer of those were all the same kind of people that we that's all that's fantastic we just get to geek out about musical theater which I don't get to do in like any other part of my life right. professionally right right so those are so much fun to work on so I hope I get to make a few more of those we're... do you ever want to go back and do more theater daily uh, daily I'm the answer for him well and that was also that was the decision I had to make in when I left Telsey Company to pursue television was I, I reconciled I had a conversation with myself I said girl you have to realize that um you might never get to cast theater, which includes musical theater, ever again. Uh, which sucks maybe. because musical theater was like how, especially musical theater was like how I got into it. What we right. all but cut to how you still but Telsa are. Does. What do you mean? They do TV and theater. Yeah, and his career has been on for a little longer than mine. <laughs> right, but you're not dead yet. And also, like like no. I said, these things like Dove, like you just said, you are in Olay. the musical world. Or, excuse yeah, yeah. me, Olay. it's there are for elements sure. so of So I guess things. I would love, like, oh, shit, let's cast, like, um, you know, a musical, like a proper stage musical at a... If it gets to be a dream, you're like, why not? Like, I'll cast a Broadway musical. I love yeah. it. Call me out. I'll cast a You have an <laughs> Emmy. You're, you have, you have... Okay, let's say not 14, let's say you got eight. You got eight Emmys. Uh, I was going to say three. You got eight <laughs> Emmys. We are casting. You are um, on another major comedy. <laughs> you are casting um, a Broadway musical. Yeah. And what else? What's a nice personal thing? Um, I'd like to. I'd like to like traveling more. I guess okay, that's good. Yeah. You'd like them traveling. I'd like to like traveling more, and I'd like to travel. I just want to cruise to Mexico because I was Ooh. so desperate to try something new that I went on a cruise, which I ended up. Oh. But I tried something new, and I got to go to a place I'd never been. And I traveled with a friend who I traveled very well with, and God bless her. Did you get trapped? Yeah, all of it. I felt I trapped. Can. Didn't like any of the people. Yeah. Didn't, I was the only gay person on the cruise. Mm. I also had yeah. a hard time being in spaces where I'm not only the only queer person, but also like the only queer person who I think any of those people will ever meet. Such a responsibility. Well, I'm also like, I just yeah. don't like it, and I don't want to do no. it. I'm yeah. going to my twin sisters in-laws are celebrating their 50th mar- like wedding anniversary in November and um, the whole family got invited to go and somehow I got roped into going because my older sister's also going and I was like I don't want like I don't really know no. you you are my in-laws like I don't want to go I'm going to be the only person that looks like this and there's not going to be anybody else you know, like, I'm, I'm trying to pull you out I gotta go so I'm going but anyway um, <laughs> I love it 
So I went on a cruise anyway. So I'd like to like to travel more, if not genuinely travel some places, because to quote Grandma Fran, I never go anywhere. <laughs> um, I really don't. I like New York. I'm dumb. <laughs> what else would I do? What's another professional? I don't. I mean, I'd like to go on a second date is where I set the bar. Yeah. I, I did yeah. the math the other day, and since 2011, I have now, just recently, don't worry, <laughs> he's not writing or texting, I'm pretty sure we're done, but I went on my third. Stop, stop, stop. I went on my third uh, <gasps> second date since the year 2011, and that Incredible. includes um, my old fiance. So it's been a dry spell. So I wouldn't mind going on like a fourth yeah. second date. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Because I was like, oh, I've been on three second dates over the course of I can't yeah. do seven, almost eight years. Yeah. And one of those was like, you know, it turned out to be a long-term relationship. I would love a second. <laughs> well, that, date. It's, been that, a, it's been a dry spell. The one that turns out to be the long-term relationship sucks away a lot of the possibility of second dates. It does. It does. But it also, <laughs> I, I, I almost don't know. I will say I would, I would, I would love a second date where I'm asked questions about myself. That's sure. my bar. My bar is like, want to know anything about me? Like oh, anything. Yeah. Interested in anything. Oh, Jesus. I mean, I can't oh, even get on dates because my move is just, I cut right to the chase. It's like, if we've exchanged, I use what I refer to as like legitimate dating apps. Hilarious. <laughs> right. There are, yeah, isn't that fun? Like not scruff and grinder. Oh, right. But like I use literally every other dating app. Come on, all of them. I was talking to a friend. I'm like, come on, too many. It's all the same people. But um, I always get right to the chase. I'm like, do you want to... It's always the same question. It's, hey, do you want to maybe get Froyo sometime? Here's my phone number. Text me. Because when it's like I've established a very clear what I would like to do, I put the ball in your court. You know how to get in touch with me. And they almost never text. So I wouldn't mind going on a, a fourth, second day. That would be... Well, I'm gonna... <laughs> because this last one was, you know, a few weeks ago. And before that was, I think, like two years ago. So it's like, if I go on a two second dates in the same calendar year... Uh. In the, same, in the same Somebody season. In the same season. No, that won't. That, I mean, no. In your head, this is happening before the end of the year. Good luck. Yeah, that's <laughs> really funny. Well, that's anyone's really listening, funny. do let me know. Here's my cell phone number. <laughs> Text me if you want to go to Pro. He likes Pro? Yeah. So you're bypassing your phone right now. It's incredible. It's, yeah. just, it's their phone listening to this app. And he presses good press. <laughs> and he presses good press. I joked down earlier when I thought I got catcalled. Or we collectively got catcalled. I don't know. I don't know. You took the catcalling. We both had, you had your hair down, I didn't. Yeah, people do uh, mistake me for a woman quite a, on the, on the we are gorgeous. so many times. You're I was gorgeous. traveling with a, a lady friend of mine, and so many times we got, um, right this way, ladies, we're like, which well, because you're all legs. You're all legs, gorgeous <laughs> hair, those cheekbones. The eyebrows. You're gorgeous. <laughs> also, I had grown out my nails, so they were like so great. Well, smart. Um, but so anyway, yeah. we, it, my year, my you year, got cut cat called on the street when we were coming back and he went and he, pressed, he went thank you and he went and he presses good press and I was like I'm using that <laughs> so hard it's like when I'm on my motorbike like I every time I ride my motorbike every time with the blonde hair sticking out of the thing I always get like and all that and then I lift up my visor to let them know I'm 41 <laughs> and then it's like oh sorry ma'am sorry ma'am sorry ma'am do you know what I mean it's like my visor's down my glasses are on the blonde hair sticking out do you know what I mean well, I got some boots I got a leather coat she looks cute right she looks cute and then I remind them ah, I'm not 16 at this point in my life I will take what I can get what it's I can fine. get is very little honey, honey. Okay. <laughs> at this it's point fine. in your life yeah you know, Hilarious. Like, well, and also I think like uh, it's all downhill. Girls look like this. I know, but it's also like the strange loop cast recording just came out, and there's that um, 
the song uh, Exile in Gayville, where it's like it's fully a different experience because he has to have the experience of being black and fat on top of that. Right. So it's like I get to, you know, walk through the world in like a thin white body, so for sure easier in the uh, gay marketplace, but it's like a lot of like too gay. There's a lot of um, the feeling of being too gay. Right. Any so, of that song, fan. sidebar, any yeah. of that song have any... Which is story? hilarious because like, my, name, like, I tell, like, my name is Andrew Femme. Like, I tell them a lot. <laughs> Andrew Femme. I have shoes that say Femmes on them. I have a hat that says Femme. Uh, and people are like, oh, I get that. And I'm like, no, it's, it's literally who I am. Right. Like, there's no way around it. Sidebar, Femme. Exit and Gayville, any similarities to Liz Fair's Exit and Guyville? Oh, I don't know. That's a great he loves Liz Fair. I mean, that's why he... Yeah, he, he 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 talks about. Yeah, how that album. He is, loves that, his white lady. That album. Too. That album is Exit and Guyville is like very formative for me. Sorry, Bart. Anyway, not my episode. So yeah, yeah, that's that's what you, I'm doing next year. And um, I, like having fun. Yeah, having fun can, and being nice to people. Is well, way. first of all, you it. aren't. You're nice to me, Great. and we're having we had fun in Inwood today. Great. And we cannot thank you enough. Sorry, I rambled so much. What? Oh, you're kidding. He apologized for rambling on a podcast. Yeah, that's literally what, so the, sorry. what your job was. Crazy. <laughs> it's a little crazy. I'm so long-winded. As Jen referenced earlier, I posted this thing on Facebook yesterday. It was incredible. It's about this commercial that just got released that I started working on a month ago, and it starts with 20-plus years ago, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> like, that is very <laughs> emblematic of the way that I tell stories. Yeah, but you... Like, you need to know about how this commercial no. was released a week ago was made, so we'll start when I was 12. But don't <laughs> underestimate the people who do love a nice story. Like, I love, I love some backdrop. So when I see someone go, I'm about to tell you a story, I tuck in. Yeah. I pull up my covers, and I get to read my well, friend's post. Like, and for me, in that case, it was especially important because it was um, about, so it was a commercial they did that has like a deaf lead dancer and so it's based in ASL and so I was like, you know, I just want to make it really clear about the way like the, the speed of progress is glacial. Mm. So it's like this commercial got made because over 20 years ago, I started learning that I was good at languages and then I met a series of people who mm-hmm. set me on a path to get involved right. with the deaf community and then learn ASL and then start advocating right. for them on projects and then meeting, and so it's like, I just want to make that point clear that it's like, right. yeah, it takes a long time to get absolutely, and this is for like the two minute commercial to get me. So it's like, I get that we all want to like see some changes and like see more representation, but it's like, yeah, it takes you know how it happens? Over the course of years. Right. So let's keep going. Sorry, sorry, years let's keep going. Uh, what let's else do I want keep going. Oh, representation, right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, hire more people. Let's, yes. Hire let's literally go. a single deaf writer to work on a show. They would love to do that. Oh my God, we can't thank you enough. <laughs> yeah. We cannot thank you enough. Of course you can. You bought me a hot chocolate in this little bar that we get to eat because we're not recording. <laughs> yes! I'm truly real simple. I'm simple. My favorite restaurant to dine out in is Lenny's. Stakes are low. So uh-huh. a hot chocolate in a granola bar? You've done too much. <laughs> um, I have to bring you a gift now. Touche? Touche. 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 